Good morning to everyone, except for Dylan Bundy. I'll explain that in a minute. I'm Steve Armato, back with Daily Dingers, alongside my Tuesday guy, Steve Inman, who is, I would say, hurting a little bit being back from Vegas after a long weekend. Um, so let's start with that. How was your weekend? How how are you feeling right now? I'm feeling good, Steve. It's uh, it's always good to be back here on Daily Dingers. It was a, a lot of fun in Vegas. I got to see uh, one of my closest friends for his bachelor party. And uh, anytime you can walk away from Vegas with a little money betting on some baseball, it's uh, you're always going to feel a little better. It's solid. Yeah, it's solid. I mean, you always if you come in, if you come back with money, it's a good trip. Yes. regardless. Yeah. So. So like first let's I have to I have to preface this. Well, not preface this. I have to go into this real quick. We just talked about it. So, um every time I bet on Dylan Bundy for some reason, he finds a way to just end me somehow. So, the whole Lynch I had Yankees Angels first five over five and a half last night based on the premise that Dylan Bundy just cannot pitch in Yankee Stadium, which he can't if you look at his numbers. The Yankees own him in Yankee Stadium. And now the Angels put up two in the first, the Yankees put up one and one. So it, we're in the bottom of the second inning. It's 2-2. I need two more runs, and the Yankees have a runner in scoring position. Perfect, right? Uh, this is looking great. Dylan Bundy throws up on the mound because he gets heat stroke and then leaves the game. And then the Yankees don't score till like, the eighth inning. I hit I, – I miss it by a half a run. The Angels scored one in the top of the fifth. So Dylan Bundy, once again, just screws me. I'm just it's unbelievable. This guy. I'm so sorry, buddy. I mean, at the same time, I would be more upset with the Yankees offense than Dylan Bundy. I mean, he still did his job and giving up a couple of runs. You know, you were on that pace, and then all of a sudden you get into this Angels bullpen, which by the way, isn't good. No, and it's then you, and then like they they're like, Oh, we can't score anymore. Yeah, runner in scoring position, as you said, no one can hit. It's it's really amazing what has happened to this Yankee offense. Because we talked about it last week, and I was like, No, they're fine. I'm a little concerned now. You should be a little concerned if you're a, if you're a Yankee guy. I'm not a Yankee fan, obviously, so I'm kind of enjoying this, other than the fact that I like to be right. Yes. But at the same time, who is hitting in this Yankee lineup right now? Who do you really trust to deliver that hit with a runner in scoring position? Because the answer probably is no one. No, they're not. They're not very good right now. We could go all day on that, um, but like we've been talking about, like we said, the the Yankees are def- They're not in it, right? They're to me, they're toast, but we could go on that all day. That's a different story. We have another topic to go on today. Yes. And it's within Angel, within the Angels here, sticking with them. Um, the man, the myth, the legend, Shohei Otani. So here's my question to you. Yeah. Is he the AL MVP? I mean, I think we both agree there's no doubt right now, right? I mean, you're talking about a guy who leads baseball, tied with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. in home runs with 26. That puts you near the top of the MVP race, right? Then all of a sudden you throw in the fact that he's got 60 dominant innings under his belt. I would think, why wouldn't he be the MVP? He's the closest thing we've ever seen to Babe Ruth. Yeah, and so I hope he's the MVP because in spring training, I've been tweeting this for weeks now. In spring training, I don't know what I was just watching some baseball and uh, I I looked at the few I saw him hit a home run and I was like, all right, let's see what this guy's odds are to win the MVP. Yeah. And I didn't base it on that home run. I based it on I remember the AL Rookie of the Year voting where he missed the last two months of the season and he won anyway. 
And I was like, you know what? If this guy has like a halfway decent year, the voters are going to fall in love with him. So he, at the time, he was plus 3,500. I put $10 on it. That would be a nice 350 back. I am. I hope he wins the MVP based on that. But just besides that, look, Vlad is Vlad is like has a chance for the triple crown, and he's having a monster year. The thing is, neither of these teams are going to make the playoffs. I think Toronto's got a shot. I mean, we they have a better shot than they have a better shot than the Angels. They have some better pitching, and I I I trust them to have the prospects to go out and say, if we need one more pitcher, we can go out and get it if they believe they're in the race. Now that being said, I'm going to play the negative Nancy over here for a second. How about the Angels with Shohei Otani having an MVP Babe Ruth like season, not in this race? How about the fact that the last few Mike Trout MVP races, he, they have not been in these races. It's really a shame that they just can't get anything going with their pitching other than Otani. Well, they have Otani, right? So they yeah. can't – they have Otani. And then here's my – here's the issue. <clears throat> they – all they do is they take guys that they're like, we're going to take a chance on them. Instead of going to get like a bona fide stud or a bona fide ace, like, oh, like Andrew Haney might be good. Guy stinks. Dylan Bundy might be good. He was good for 60 games last year. We're seeing this year. Guy stinks. Who I don't even know who who uh, Griffin Canning is. Alex Cobb. Alex Cobb. That he he was like one of the guys with the Rays a while back. They're like, oh, like he could be good. Stinks. This rotation is terrible. The bullpen is terrible. Why can't they win games? They've actually been hitting. They can't win games because their front office tries to piece pitching together, and it doesn't work. It well, doesn't work. It, this organization has been one of the more top-heavy teams in baseball the last five years, right? I mean, you pay Mike Trout big money. You pay Anthony Rendon big money. Albert Pulos is playing for the Dodgers, still making big money on the Angels, right? Justin and Upton. Justin Upton. They did the same thing with Josh Hamilton. Like, that's – you know, you look at this top of the order with Rendon and, and Otani and Jared Walsh, who's really good. And then you look at the bottom of this lineup and you're like, well, Juan Lagares right now is their best outfielder. Woof. Think about that for a second. You know, Woof. Scott Schebler, watching the broadcast yesterday, they're talking about he's their left fielder for a while. You know, that's that's scary. He has not been a, a big leaguer for many years now. You know, Luis Rafinho, you had to tell me how to pronounce that before. He's an outfielder now who's like a converted infielder. He's none of them are hitting at all. No. And that's a big issue when you're like six through nine in your order is kind of not doing anything. Yeah, they're automatic outs. They're automatic outs. I mean, we all like David Fletcher as like the new David Eckstein, right? But the key is no power. So you're talking about really three guys in this lineup who can hit a home run on a daily basis. So they're pretty easily pitched to, and then they can't pitch. So right. of course they're under 500. And yeah. Shane, because you're wasting a, a tremendous season out of Otani, but going back to him really quick for the MVP, he's got to finish strong. This can't be a season where he misses the last two months and he's going to win the MVP. It's just not going to happen. The, the voters are going to want to see him really get – like if he can do what he did in the first half or 80% of it, I think it's the MVP for him to lose. But if you're talking about you know they shut him down August 15th or out of the race, I don't think he's going to get it. Yeah, I mean, and I don't think I don't. I mean, at this point, you're not going to shut that guy down. No, like, I, I, I just feel like. Also, you still don't know how long Trout's going to be out. He just got moved to the 60 day DL. He might just be done for the year. Like, if the Angels are out of it, like he's toast. What right? is his injury? Like, his Achilles. Oh, geez. So, so yeah. if he's at, 
if he's in my opinion, I would just be like, listen, if where if it gets to August now, because he I can't see him. Be, he's not going to be back before August. There's just no way. But if you're in August and now you're like 15 games out and you're like 10 out of the wild card, 10 out of the wild card, 15 out of the division. I'm just I'm done. I'm I, Trout. Mike, you're not coming back. I'm sorry, pal. You have a seat. Just let Otani just continue having the year. I think he could. I think Otani could get the MVP. So right now, you said before he's on like a 52 homer pace, basically. Yeah. If he gets that number to like 40, if he gets it like between like 45, I think if he gets to like 45 hits, it nobody cares about average. But if he gets to like 45 home runs, if he gets to like 100 RBIs, which he should do, all those things, and then he still has like a two and a half ERA, and he's striking out. He's, he's got like more strikeouts per innings pitched. I think there's no way you don't you don't give him the MVP. For sure. I mean, the pace can slow. I'm just saying it can't halt. You can't just have him be shut down for like a month or two, kind of like what happened with Rookie of the Year, right? I think if that happens, Vladdy Guerrero, whether he gets a triple crown or not, is going to steal this MVP. But at the same time, if he hits that 40 home run pace, that 45 home run pace, and he can give you a two and a half or three ERA – in 100 innings, I think you got to give it to him. It's crazy what we've seen. I never thought we'd ever see a Babe Ruth again. No, not like this is no. this is nuts. And yeah. this is nuts. I have a I have a very hot take. They should just make him a closer. But That's- then you get more. You get you could pitch him more. If you make him a closer, you could pitch him more. Your bullpen stinks anyway. I mean, I still think they need to go get a starter for it. But he could hit every single game. So he could hit every single game, and he could pitch when you need him. I don't know. Just hot take, hot take alert. It's not crazy. I think just like he's been so fragile in his career, which obviously so you're putting a lot of weight on him. That's another reason, right, though? That's another reason for a closer. closer, A closer, you don't know when you're pitching. Like sometimes it's three days and and four nights. Sometimes it's once a week. And like to have that inconsistency to me is why you wouldn't do it. You want him on his like – Every what is it? Every six days they have him going right now, and just like trying to keep it as consistent as possible to yeah, help but, him get a routine. But he only goes like four to five innings now on sure. that routine. Like For they sure. don't pit, they don't they don't push him, and he's a horse too. Like I know he had surgery, but the guy's a horse. I don't know if you saw the picture of him when he first got signed to now. The guy looks like he's been eating barbells for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like he's yeah. he's a monster. So. I, I just I, I don't know. You got to figure something out here. Also, the team stinks. So you got to figure out a way to build around him, whether that's you go load your bullpen up or you load up your starting staff and make this guy. Your, I don't know what the hell it is, but they got to figure something out because wh- right now, whatever they're doing has not worked. I mean, they'll never do it. But like, can you imagine if they said in July, hey, we're out of this thing. We have no pitching. We're going to put him on the trade market and just. You could probably make a case you could get like a Herschel Walker type return and Anthony Davis type return. Like you could ask for whatever you want in terms of prospects and like every team would be interested because of the fact that he has so many years under control. I feel like the Dodgers would would get him and that would be it. I don't think they would trade him across town, but I don't think they would because that would just be a terrible look. But right. I, I don't know. We're, not him. we're like he, I'm, we're joking around, but it's I, just like very interesting to think that like. They're in this giant hole. They have these two MVP candidates and very little else. That might be the way to. Uh, I mean, but think about it. You get imagine you get just the hall, the hall you would get for him. Yeah, 
it's it'd be insane. Insane. And what are the odds on that? Plus fifty thousand, probably. Let's I would go. think less. I would think it's like plus ten thousand. Yeah. All right. Let's. All right. I'm you there. Know, I'm that's there. something there. But real quick, last thing on Otani, we talked about how strong he is. He's also at the third fastest sprint speed in the American League. He is fast. It's he's strong. He's fast. He can pitch. He can hit. He does it all. He's gonna steal twenty bases. Crazy. He's gonna steal twenty. So he's gonna be the minimum. He's gonna be twenty twenty, but it'll probably be like forty twenty five, right? Um, and then he's gonna have like an under three ERA. He's insane. He's just he's just insane. Nobody like. And now we're starting to talk about him now, but like at the beginning of the year, everyone's like, "Oh, let's wait." He's in. He is just an absurd athlete. Yeah. So I I just I really the MVP is his to lose in my opinion. Or it's his teams to lose for him by yeah. shutting him down, which I hope they do not do. So yeah, keep going. But all right. So and I also, like I said, plus thirty five hundred. Your boy. Let's go. I'm I mean, biased. I'm biased there. Should be. All right. So now let's go to uh, the reason we're here. Our picks. Um, today is Tuesday. It's June 29th. Best bet, Steve. What are you looking at? I'm looking at the Brewers. They've been one of the you know better teams in, in the National League this year. You can get them and Brandon Woodruff at minus 240 at home versus the Cubs. It's not a great line. Anything can happen in baseball. So I like the plus 100 with the minus one and a half better. The Brewers have won six in a row. Zach Davies coming off that combined no-hitter, which really to me is not a no-hitter. No, but it's not. It's not. And at the same time, Zach Davies pitched his first full five seasons in the big leagues with the Brew Crew. They know him well. He's never pitched against them. I think that is an advantage for the Brewers. And also with Zach Davies, who's been pretty solid this year, 49 strikeouts and 79 and 30 innings. That is scary bad. Like that's one of those where an eight-run outing is is due. And I think this Brewers lineup, which has been good, not great, I think can get him. So I like the uh, Brewers minus one and a half. Okay. I like that. I'm I it, The thing with Davies, he's never struck anybody out. So I'm not like harping on that. But I'm but saying also, like his numbers are not as good as he's been. I mean, I'm sorry. The numbers have been better than he is. That's yeah, I think the numbers, are, the numbers are definitely better than he actually is. He throws pus. I mean, he throws like 86 miles an hour. He's due for a, a rough one, I think. Yeah. Like I, it's probably going to be tonight. The Cubs are in a bad stretch right now. Um, if, they, if the Brewers win tonight, I will probably hammer the Cubs tomorrow, though, because I just – Seven in a row is going to be tough. But, all right, so on my end, I'm going to do A's. I'm doing another minus one and a half. That's plus 108. They're playing the Rangers tonight. They're hosting the Rangers. Rangers coming into Oakland hot. They've won three in a row. Um, That's probably their max on wins in a row, though. So um, that's going to come to an end. It's one of these situations where I could confidently say play the run line because it's it's like minus 210 or like 220 for the money line. So play the run line. Minus one and a half. I like plus money a lot better. Um, and I just think the A's are, listen, the A's are a better team than the Rangers all around. They're at home. They're starting um, the kid, Car. I don't even know how to say his name. It's Carpillion, um, something like that. I, I'm sorry. Carpillion. Yeah, him. Former, former uh, Yankee. He's, he's doing well. 286 ERA. The Rangers can't hit. They're starting Fult- uh, Fulty Navich, too. That guy's ERA is over five. Just take the A's, minus one and a half. Don't overthink it. That's how I'm rolling tonight. Yeah, I definitely like that. And is a three-game winning streak really a thing if you're playing the Royals? I mean, that team is horrible. So I think Texas is due for a fall. I think Oakland, as you said, is you know one of the top teams in the American League. I don't see any problem with that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just just like sometimes we look at these lines and we overthink them. This is one of those spots where it's like just 
just do just do what you know, and that is that the A's are better than the Rangers. End yep. of story. Yep. And now let's move to underdogs. This is I, I didn't like the do, the underdog slate today. I'll tell you why. But what what are you going with? Yeah, I really didn't like it either. So I went with what games am I going to want to watch? Which games am I going to really be excited to see? And the first one you think of is Giants Dodgers. You know, the two teams with the top records in the National League, Gosman Bueller. That sounds pretty good to me. People don't really understand how good Kevin Gosman has been, right? I mean, he finally got out of Baltimore. He's had some limited success with, you know, the Reds and the Braves, but this has been his season, right? We'd be talking about him as a Cy Young all-star game starter candidate if it wasn't for Jacob deGrom. You know, he's got a whip of 0.766 with 112 Ks and 96 innings. I really like the, the Giants at plus 125 as the underdogs tonight. It should be an excellent game. Giants have been the surprise of the National League this season. They're pulling some of their 2010, 12, 14 magic, and I don't really understand why it's happening because the offense, like on paper, is not good. But at the same time, they've out-homered the Dodgers. They've out-hit the Dodgers, and I, I think that continues tonight. So my only concern with this is, well, first of all, it is a Giants line because last night they were like plus 154. This is plus one. This is a Giants line. Yeah. My only concern is if you do look at the numbers for the Dodgers lineup against Gosman, they have some guys that are just completely different. That, completely yeah, different it, it's a di- it's a different guy. That's my my only concern is though. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. I, 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 that's my concern. This year, six scoreless innings yeah. for the record. So yeah. I mean, I get I get what you're saying for sure, but at the same time, it's like Baltimore pitchers who leave Baltimore are not the same pitchers. They just aren't. Oh, Dylan you know? Bundy is. I mean, Dylan Bundy had one pretty big year though. Now 60, know. 60 games, yeah, 60, 60 games. You're right. All right. We'll see. Right. Good point. No, that's it. But um, look, I, I do think, look, I think the giants need the game like a lot more than the Dodgers do too, because the Dodgers have owned them of late. So I think they need the game. You got there. You got your ace on the mound. I think that's really what you got to do. Um, next I'm going here. I don't, like I said, I don't like any of the underdogs I'm doing um, Phillies first five, money line against the Marlins is plus 112. So like here's the thing. Like Trevor Rogers is going for the Marlins and it's a very heavy Marlins line, but anytime it's a heavy Marlins line, the Marlins just don't score cuz their lineup stinks. And Rogers is a lefty. The Phillies only hit lefties. Even last night they hit Wade Miley. He came out of the game. They stunk. So here I just think I'm going to ride the Phillies and what they do to lefties for the first five innings, stay away from that terrible bullpen. I'm going to count on the Marlins to not hit because they just don't hit to begin with. And I'll take the plus 112, another spot where I'm just not going to overthink it. It's just how, how I'm doing it today. Yeah, I mean, this is probably the first one where I don't agree with you on this one, my friend. Uh, I just – I'm never really interested in taking the worst pitcher, right? And Vince Velasquez stinks. And we've seen – you know, his outings where it's like he walks the ballpark. And I can see that being the scenario tonight where the Marlins don't even need to hit to win the game. We'll we'll see. And, you know, just I don't think he's going to have a, a, a long leash in this game. And it's up to this Philly bullpen in the fourth and the fifth innings to uh, to help you out there. Yeah, no, I, I agree in a way. I agree. But also I feel like I know Rogers has been good. Yeah. But I also just feel like he's probably do for one of those games that's like eh that's iffy, iffy and like every time i've just faded every time not faded every time i've just relied on the marlins recently with like all right their starting pitcher's good we do this every time i've relied on the marlins for something 
they've let me down. So I'm going to go against them this time. I don't know if that logic is is great in this scenario, but I mean, the Phillies legitimately only hit against lefties. Yeah, no, I they think hit, that's fair. they hit nobody else. And and Vince Velasquez does scare me, but I also faded him last time, and he went five shutout innings. So that's you know, how it goes. Could just be that's just baseball, baby. That's just baseball. So, I love it. Yeah, and, no, good point. So now that brings us to our daily dinger. I know you love. We talked about him already, so let's uh, let's just give it to us. Who you got? Yeah, I mean it's it's an easy one for me today. It's Shohei Otani at plus two thirty. He's going to break the tie with Vladdy Guerrero Jr. He's going to hit his twenty seventh home run of the year in that tiny little ballpark at Yankee Stadium. It's a little a league field. Might it's as well call it Williamsport. I mean the amount of broadcasters, media people who will talk about how good he'd look in a Yankee uniform hitting in that short porch. Yesterday was crazy. That's going to continue today. He's hitting his 27th, and we're going to win that money. I like that. I like that. And he's only, what, plus 210, 230, you plus said? Plus 230. That's insane. That's in, that, that's insane for home run props, by the way. That, like Anything that's under 300 is a, is nutso for a home run prop. I'm going with um, – I'm going against you here on this. I'm going Mookie Betts against Gossman. Um, I know he's a different pitcher, but career numbers here – Betts has 43 career at-bats against Gosman. He's hitting 349. He's got a double, and he's got three ding-dongs. Um, Betts homered last night, and he's he's getting hot now. He started off kind of slow. He's one of those guys that could rattle off like three, four games in a row where he homers, especially if he's hot. So I can play the numbers here. Mookie tonight, he's plus 310 on points bet. Um, and, like, you know, the, the, the Giants could still win the game. Giant, Giants, no, I like I like that a lot actually, and it's it's one of those where I'm cool with it. Just don't do it in the first inning. Yeah, yeah. So that now that perfect segue with Nerfy. Yeah. So going back to uh, the Nerfy we hit last week, I'm going Giants at Dodgers minus one twenty two. It's Walker Buehler and Kevin Gosman. I'm always trying to go with the best pitching matchup I could find, and we'll see what the odds play out here. Listen, we did last night with Bauer and uh, Descafani. Did not did not go well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I told Jack, like I told Jack, here's the thing. I've been telling Jack, I'm going to stay away from the nerfies and I've been staying away from them and they've still been losing. So it's not me. No, I mean, I I'm hoping I can uh, pick up the slack we hit last week and uh, hoping to do it again. That's right. You got to hit this one. This is, this yeah. is big for you. And now before we get out of here, I mean, I know I got one, I I'm doing a, I'm doing just a, a fun Tuesday cross sport parlay. I feel like that's like a cool, fun thing to do. Um, what do you, you have anything before we go into that? I was debating long and hard between Schwarber homering and Otani homering. And I, if you can't put, you know, as my daily dinger, I'm going Otani. So you can put Schwarber in here. He's red hot. And I know people are saying, like, why pitch to him? But at the same time, like, you can't avoid him the entire game. He's not Barry Bonds. He's you leading off. That. No, I'm saying like people are saying like pitch around him. Oh, you know, yeah. like people were screaming that with the Mets when he when he had the the two homer game, and it's like you're not going to avoid him. He's in the perfect position in the lineup. So this is why I like get mad at the analytics people when they tell me that there's no statistical evidence that proves that guys do better based on where they hit in the lineup or in better lineups. Schwarber is hitting leadoff in front of Trey Turner. He's in front of Trey Turner. So Trey Turner is batting behind him, and then Juan Soto is batting behind Turner. Who are you pitching to there? You're pitching to Schwarber. Like, you have to pitch to him because you're not putting guys on for Turner and, and, and Soto. He's in the perfect spot. 
And this is why I get mad when people are like, oh, there's no statistical evidence. It says, ask Rich Aurelia about statistical evidence and hitting in front of Barry Bonds for his career and what his numbers were when he hit in front of him and when he wasn't. Like, just enough with that. I'm done. You can get him a plus 200 to Homer today. So I, I like that if we're going to throw anything into this fun parlay. What if what if we did a, a Otani Schwarber a Otani Schwarber home run prop parlay. I mean, you could have made some money if you'd done that each of the last couple of weeks, right? Oh, you'd be killing it. You'd be up thousands of doll hairs in that in that aspect. Um, so I like that. I'm going. This is at plus three hundred now. The odds the odds are coming down, so you better get on this quickly because it was plus three oh eight before we started recording. Um, doing a, I'm doing just a a cross sport parlay here. We got a little tennis, a little soccer, a little basketball. I'm doing uh, Serena Williams to win, Germany to advance in the Euro. You got to make sure you do Germany to advance, not because if you do it just to win, it's going to be to win in regular time. And then if they go, if they draw and then they go to extra time, you lose. It's like soccer's weird like that. So make sure it's just Germany to advance. Uh, Bucks money line because if Trey Young is out, that series is pretty much over. I think he's in a play for the record. It's just he's questionable and he might be ninety percent instead of a hundred percent. That might yeah. be difference. That we, exactly. And then Blue Jays money line tonight. So um, yeah, that's it. That's plus three hundred right now. That's not bad. That's not. That's not terrible. That's not as crazy as like the plus four thousand two hundred we've been doing there. No, I like it. I like it, and it, it's fun. And uh, look at you as our soccer expert now. All of a sudden, you're talking to me about you know regulation versus overtime money lines, right? So uh, let, let's get going with it. Well, because people are like complaining on Twitter. They're like, "Oh, I took Spain in in uh, in to do it in regulation, this that." I'm like, just why don't you just do to advance? Like, what? Why would you even put? I know the odds are better, but like, why would you even put that? Because once it goes, once it goes to extra time, you lose. It doesn't matter what the money line is. It's technically a draw. I mean, the soccer rules are insane to me anyway. But like, what, why would you do that to yourself? No. Just, just, yeah. And like, that's it. You just got to know what not to. Really, gambling is knowing what not to do. If we're going to be honest, and what you don't do is what that those people complaining on Twitter did. Finally, before we get out of here, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me at the Game Day Hoops. I do my daily prop bet on their Instagram story, and then also at Steve Inman on Twitter and at Real Steven on at Real Steve Inman on Instagram. And Fantastic. I'll be back here next Tuesday. Fantastic, Steve. Thank you once again for uh, for joining me here. Of course, thanks for having me. Of course, man. Everybody, don't forget to go to thegameday.com and check out everything that our affiliates have to offer. Don't forget to subscribe to Daily Dingers on Apple, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Those are your best bets for Tuesday, June 29th. For Steve Inman, I'm Steve Armato. We will see you tomorrow.